salutations. salutations. I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is quotes and anecdotes. <laughs> you sound so sad. <laughs> no, I don't like that. It's a Sunday. Um, I don't, it's, that's not usually when we record, but we just never <laughs> recorded last week. So now we're recording today. We've got, everything was all messed up from that one Tuesday that we had off. We usually record on Tuesdays for the next Wednesday, and now our recording schedules are all mixed up, so I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, we'll see. But this is for, we also, like, didn't do anything special for our one-year anniversary of Quotes and Anecdotes, which was last week's episode. Um, Sophia remembered and afterwards, she was like, haha, I'm, like, the best person ever. And she gave me a an iMovie of all of our best goofs um, or papers. Okay. So- and I didn't. And I was like, gee, I feel bad, but Sophia, you're just, like, the best person ever. Not, okay, first of all, not true. Second of all, um, I forgot about, I mean... I forgot about the fact that the episode that we recorded that day was going to be the exactly one year anniversary when it came out, and I also wanted to keep the iMovie a surprise, so I didn't mention while we were recording the episode that it was one year, and that's how that happened, but... But honestly, guys, you know, for those of you who have... For those of you who listen to our, like, introduction, like, guys, guess what, ha, 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 we're doing a podcast, and it was, like, six minutes long, and then the next week we had our first episode, for the people who listened to that first one, and then listened through, like, wow. Yeah, thank you for sticking around, it, I think we've gotten quite a bit better. I hope, (laughs) I really hope, um, but, yeah, thank you. means a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, it's, yeah, no, it's just crazy how time flies. We were at um, Ambler a few weeks ago, and we were talking about how it was like, wow, we were, remember this time last year we were doing this, and we came up with the idea, and it's crazy that that was like more than a year ago now. Yeah. But. That's wild. But, I mean, it's kind of cool. Happy Wednesday. Happy one year in a week. What? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, should we start with wordlets? Yes, I think we probably should. My wordlet this week <laughs> is foible. Um, and it just means a minor weakness or eccentricity in someone's character. Um, I like this word because I figured out the meaning of it during a test because I figured out that it was um, like a an adjective and I was proud of myself because um, it was multiple choice and the other ones weren't adjectives and so I was like wait a second it must mean this because like adjective and um, yeah so I like this word now actually it's not an adjective it's a noun I just <laughs> Um, I meant to say it's a noun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I've betrayed our dedication to etymology. Um, but it is a noun. I just, uh, you know, mind blip. 
Um, but foible, it also looks weird. It's just, I was proud of myself. I figured out what it meant in the moment, and I was like, wait a second. It must mean this. So, yeah. Anyways, what's your... My wordlet, I've already forgotten how to pronounce. Evra. Okay. My wordlet is Evra, and that's spelled um, O-E-U-V-R-E, and it's French. And it means the entire body of works of an artist should not be artists. I don't know why I had it written like that. Sorry. The entire body of works of an artist, musician, or writer. Do you know what you call, um, oh, I forget what it is. Oh, no. Well, in French, um, it's a French word, and, oh, I forget what it is, um, like a work of art, like a masterpiece, is something oof, which is like egg, I think. No, ah, uh, jeez, I messed it up. It means artwork. It just, I think the first time I heard it, I thought that someone said like oof, which is like kind, it's not spelled the same way. There's an F, not a V. And I was like, egg, but no, it's not an egg. I need to stop talking. You know, we were just reading our horoscopes, and one of the things that came up for both of us was trouble and creative flow. And guess what's <laughs> happening right now? Guess what's happening right now? Okay, to be clear, we don't... Well, I don't usually, like, read my Neither daily horoscope. But the other day, we were having fun with a bunch of our friends and trying to figure out if we were compatible, according to the stars. Just silly stuff and making fun of each other. But... Then today we were like, ooh, he better check what the horoscope is saying. Both of us, both, were having trouble with creative flow, which is an issue for 45 minutes of a podcast, but we're going to get there. Yeah, anyway, Sophia, what's your... Um, it's a cool wordlet. I thought it was cool. Oh yeah, goodness. it's cool. And where, where did you learn this word? I don't remember. <laughs> cool. What's our topic this week, Sophia? Oh no. Um, our topic this week is the ocean. Wow. Mm. Um, I put a nice picture of the ocean. I think this is becoming a thing because if we put a nice picture of the stars for our star episode. I could have put a cooler picture of the ocean <laughs> <laughs> that my it was dad a took. Google image search. Oh, is it the one that's on your wall? Yeah. Sophia's dad is a very good photographer and there are some very good pictures of oceans in Ar- Antarctica, and it's quite incredible. Which is one of my anecdotes, so we won't spoil Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, this is just going from bad to worse. Uh, but yeah, the ocean. I love the ocean. I used to want, really want to study marine biology. Um, I'm still fascinated with the ocean. I still love swimming and stuff. I want to scuba dive at some point. Ooh, that would be neat. So cool. I think my sister and my brother got their scuba diving certifications and they were oh, like amazing. 14 or whatever. I want to do that. Yeah. I, it does sound really cool. I think that, like, I won't go into it too much, but so we had a bit of a debate in our friend group about the ocean the other day. Um, and it I just, think the, the end <laughs> decision was no matter how scary it may seem, in my my opinion, it is very cool. Yeah, I think it just went in circles. What me and one of my friends were like, but the ocean is so cool, and like the fact that so much of it is undiscovered is amazing, and it's like this incredible discovery. And you and our other friend was saying, but it's like 
I don't want to discover it. Like, it's scary, and I don't want to go there. And my friend and I just didn't get that. We were like, but why? You like, it's amazing. Like, it yes, turned. it's scary, but it's amazing. And then it was we just like 15 went minutes. In, in circles and circles. And I don't like arguing with you guys, but it I It wasn't a genuine <laughs> argument. It, no, it, was it was just like just, a debate. It was just a difference in, like, worldviews, I guess. And it was interesting to see, like, different opinions, but... I, but I, I don't say, think either of us were going to change our thoughts. You on did make the me realize how ocean. cool it was. I, yeah, again, like I'm still, it's still a little bit scary, but Sophia did make me realize, like, yeah, it is very cool. Yeah, and you guys did make me realize, like, it's fair to be very afraid of this vast expanse of unknown. So it was. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this would have really shortened the debate if we had just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just, we were there, but we couldn't articulate that at the time, so. It was quite a, oh man. But anyways, Ocean's cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's very cool. Um, Bronwyn, would you like to start out with your word about, we basically have the same word. I mean, I chose it for, yeah, they're both really cool, like, ways of saying the same thing. (gasps) Oh my god, your word is actually a lot cooler for a reason. The etymology of it is a lot cooler. Yeah. Um, anyways, so my word is pelagic. Um, and it means relating to the open sea, or chiefly of fish inhabiting the upper layers of the open sea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like a pelagic a fish. Iguana is pelagic. Yeah, that's wonderful. What the heck? Okay, it's very sorry. good. Keep going. Um, no, it just—it was cool. I was looking up ocean words, and a lot of them were like fish, eel squid and i was like so i'm not looking for ocean animals <laughs> um but i found pelagic uh also um just saying if you look up uh the synonyms for um the sea one of them is davy jones's locker <laughs> probably a story there that i don't understand i mean o- honestly there's probably definitely some logic to it but seeing that was a wild experience when i was looking for synonyms of the ocean isn't that something from pirates of the caribbean davy jones is a person i've oh. heard the name but i don't know well yeah uh, it is it is this guy from pirates the fish face dude oh i haven't seen that i haven't either I mean, I saw the first one, and I was so confused. Like, I had no idea what was going on I was pretty little, and it was just a bit gory for me. Yeah. So then I didn't finish it. I was curious about it, and so I watched it and just didn't get it. Now I kind of want to watch it again and see if I understand it, but... Some movies you get really weird, like, opinions on when you see them when you're little. Because, like, you just remember them in a way, and you're like, yeah, can't watch that. That's really scary. And then you watch it again, and you're like, oh, what? (laughs) For me, it was Finding Nemo. When when I was, like, five, we watched. So I was, this is an anecdote. This could be an ocean anecdote. But anyways, um, when I was really little, I was deathly afraid of watching movies. Like, I couldn't do it. I hated it. I think I would watch like Dora and that was about it. Like I was so I would start crying when mm. we put on any movie like no matter what it was. I was scared of Winnie the Pooh. And oh, that's <laughs> That makes me really sad. It was Winnie the Pooh like Adventure to Skull Rock. Oh, okay. That's But which is dark for a Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Anyways, what? Yeah, no, so we tried watching Finding Nemo when I was five, and I just couldn't do it. I was, like, crying when the sharks showed up, and then we fi- I think we watched Finding Dory or something with, like, little cousins, and I was like, what? 
why was I like it's just fish they're just a little fish and but like, like as they a little kid like I think both of us were pretty imaginative and it just like it just felt movies felt too real and it would just be scary like yeah. another Winnie the Pooh one I was scared of um he Winnie the Pooh spoilers um <laughs> <laughs> um broke a statue and it was like Christopher Robin's parent like parent statue oh, no. and all like Pooh or like Tigger broke the statue i remember it very clearly i must have been like three two um but he broke the statue and then they tried to fix it so that the mom wouldn't get mad at them and they put they tried to glue it together with honey and it stressed me out so much that i had to leave (laughs) that's so sweet (laughs) yeah so little kids minds are just so strange because like i was just i was like i can't do this this is too like they're gonna get in trouble (laughs) and i remember being so worried but anyways finding nemo terrifying (laughs) um (laughs) pelagic the uh um etymology it comes from greek pelagos uh or the level surface of the sea um then it went to Pelagios, which just means of the sea, so probably the dative form of Pelagos. Um, And then Pelagikos in Greek, then it went to Latin, and then it became Pelagic in the mid-17th century. Um, I think it's cool because Greek has words for very specific things, so it's not even just the sea, but the level surface of the sea is the Pelagos, Um, and Greek is cool in that way. Greek is very cool. What's your word? My word is thalassic, which also means relating to the sea, and that's it. But the reason why I chose it was because, first of all, I'd never heard it before, and second of all, the etymology is very, very cool. I knew this word. Oh, you did? This was one of our vocab words in Greek. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, this, it made me think of you because it comes from Greek and French, so the etymology is from Greek thalassa, which apparently that's, will be a vocab, a vocab word in, a, in the future, um, which means Because we talk about the Odyssey, um, because Homer wrote the Odyssey, and you're learning Homeric Greek, and Odysseus went on the sea, on the thalassa. So oh, you talk cool. a lot about the thalassa. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and then after thalassa, it went to French, thalassique. Yeah. And then thalassic in the mid-19th century. You know, I think it's really cool when... English will, it's not even like a long history of the word, but when it just adopts a word from just another. like, actually, that's mine now. <laughs> yeah. Well, but We're like, the, like Greek to French, like the French, it's almost, it's exactly the word. It's just like. They just added French, um, a suffix. Not anglicized, but the French version of anglicized. Frenchified. And then, then the English word is just the anglicized version of the French word. Like that's yeah. just, a, it's just very direct. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Very exciting. Awesome. Quote. <laughs> um, yeah, would you like to start with your quote? I would love to. Um, so, my first quote is, The sea is emotion incarnate. It loves, hates, and weeps. It defies all attempts to capture it with words and reject, rejects all shackles. Mm-hmm. No matter what you say about it, no matter what you say <laughs> about it, there's always that which you can't. And that is by Christopher Paolini. Um, Aragon. Aragon. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Because I... Even... I might not be the best 
person to try to describe the ocean given my rather limited experience and understanding of it. However, I think that it I can understand like there's so much unknown about it. There is it is so vast and kind of like stars last week. Mm-hmm. It's indescribable in a way. Um and I think it's no matter what you say about it, there's always something that you miss or something you leave out. You can't wholly define it in words, which is pretty neat. Um so that's why you have words like thalassic that just means like of the sea because you can't describe some things anything any other way than ocean like. Yeah. And also, I thought it was cool that it was by the author of Aragon, yeah. who I, I really like those books. Um, and Christopher James Paolini, Paolini is an American author. He's the author of The Inheritance Cycle, which consists of the books Aragon, Eldest, Brissinger, um, Inheritance. And he uh, wrote these books when he was like, he started writing them when I think he was 15. Wow. He wrote Aragon, and he was, like, it's kind of funny, because he was, he was homeschooled, and he wrote it, and then he, like, graduated a year or two later, and he was still, like, he had committed to finishing, like, this four-book <laughs> thing, and he was, like, going to university, and he was, like, I don't want to sit and write another 600-page book, but he had to, <laughs> which is too bad, but they're good books. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I love that last part of it which is no matter what you say about it there is always that which you can't and it's kind of I mean similar to the stars that we were saying last week like the stars can encompass everything anything based on what they mean to a certain person and like yeah like no matter what you say about the ocean like there's always that which you can't so you can't like it encompasses a lot like you just can't describe all of it ever the only way you can describe it is indescribable (laughs) (laughs) whoa paradox What's your quote? Um, I have two quotes which are really long. So, um, but my first quote is, I have been feeling very clear-headed lately, and what I want to write about today is the sea. It contains so many colors, silver at dawn, green at noon, dark blue in the evening. Sometimes it looks almost red, or it will turn the color of old coins. Right Mm -hmm. now, the shadows of clouds are dragging across it, and patches of sunlight are touching down everywhere. White strings of gold drag over it like beads. It is my favorite thing, I think, that I have ever seen. Sometimes I catch myself staring at it and forget my duties. It seems big enough to contain everything anyone could ever feel. Um, So similar to that first one of, like, the vastness can contain everything everyone has ever felt. And, like, it just is so huge that it contains everything. But I also loved all all this color description. Yeah. Like, the different colors. Um, I know that when we went to... Baja, California, when I was in freshman year, um, the sea was just, like, this turquoise blue. Wow. And it was incredible. Like, I had never seen ocean like that. And then, by contrast, like, going to Antarctica on a cloudy day was, like, very dark blue sea, and then yeah. the sun, sun would come out, and the icebergs would reflect on the ocean, and it would turn, like, bright blue again. That's crazy. So cool. Um, and I also loved, like... There, sometimes it looks almost red or the color of old coins. Like, I forgot about that part of the ocean. Like, sometimes that sunset, if the sun hits yeah. it in a certain way, it can, it's like, it stops being blue, which is crazy. Like, I the think... whole thing of the ocean is the big blue. Like, what? Yeah. that's so, it's wild. My favorite, I really like when it's like, I, 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 it's almost like foreboding, but like when the ocean is really, really dark, like 
blue gray mm-hmm. and then but you still see like the white caps yeah breaking it up like those two colors together it's just so beautiful I love that I feel like that's like a lot of paintings show that and one of our friends had a shirt which she wore on yeah. like two days ago that was exactly that like the super dark blue ocean with the white cap waves that's very I, th- cool. I think that looks so beautiful yeah and like yeah, I really like that. It's very dark, but I feel like it has to be that's, dark to because, see white okay, caps. Because, okay, to be fair, that's, like, my favorite color. Like, very dark yes, blue yes. or, like, dark gray blue. I love those colors. And with white, it's just, like, oof. It looks so nice. It is a very incredibly beautiful. And, like, that's just the surface level, right? Yeah. It's just, like, like it. And it's just a pelagic, that, it's just a pelagic view of the ocean. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. <laughs> But, like, yeah. And I love crazy. that, like, below that pelagic view, there's a whole host of other colors. And, like, think yeah. of, like, coral reefs. Those change the color of the water around it. Coral's and, like, pretty neat. the sun can only penetrate so far. So deep in the ocean, it's, like, pitch black, which is a different color. Like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. No, that's really neat. Yeah. What's your next quote? My next quote is, The winds, the sea, and the moving tides are what they are. If there is wonder and beauty and majesty, in them, science will discover these qualities. If there is poetry in my book about the sea, it is not because I deliberately put it there, but because no one could write truthfully about the sea and leave out the poetry. And that's by Rachel Carson. Wow. Yeah, I the there are kind of two parts to it, which I really like. One, the science of it. Again, like we've talked about most nature-related things, we've also talked about science in mm-hmm. some respect. And for me, I think that's really cool. Um, just discovery and understanding how things work is like immensely gratifying to me um and because there's beauty in things being unexplained and it's kind of like the ignorance is bliss like you can just appreciate things on a surface level but i don't think it like diminishes the beauty to see something um to understand why that's beautiful and like the very like the atoms that make it up why those make it a certain color why why does the ocean look blue right like that kind of that kind of um science i think is really really interesting and also like again it's the ocean is indescribable so maybe an attempt to describe it would be through poetry um and it i don't know yeah i really like that quote i love that um even i think i love that this author is kind of saying that even if a scientist is writing about the ocean, it's hard to leave out the descriptive yes. piece of that. Like, when you read an article about the ocean, it's going to have to mention, like, the colors or what the animals look like or something. Like, it, you can't write about the ocean without trying to describe it, even though it's indescribable. So just, it's very cool. It is really interesting. Um, and I thought those were in really, I don't know, I thought really like that. Um, and Rachel Louise Carson was an American marine biologist, author, and con- cons- conservationist whose book Silent Spring and other writings are credited with advancing the global environmental movement. Oh, that's a very cool person. Yeah. What's your last quote? My last quote is, there was a magic about the sea. People were drawn to it. People wanted to <clears throat> love by it, swim in it, play in it, look at it. It was a living thing that as unpredictable as a great stage actor. It could be calm and welcoming, opening its arms to embrace its audience one moment, but then could explode with its stormy tempers, flinging people around, wanting them out, attacking coastlines, breaking down islands. It had a playful side, too, as it enjoyed the crowd, tossing children about, knocked lilos over, lilos, tipped over windsurfers, occasionally gave sailors helping hands, all done with a secret little chuckle. Um, 
I don't know. I kind of loved this uh, personifying the ocean as a living thing. Yeah. And I haven't seen that before, so I thought it was a really cool way of, of thinking about the ocean. Like, it's a very fickle being that can sometimes be beautiful, but also toss people around. Like, it's this huge, yeah. powerful thing, and humans can't control it, and we should just, like, appreciate it. But also, it's playful. Like, oh, I thought it, that was very cool. Um, what are lilos? Aren't those, like, the... Like, no, not Lilo and Stitch, Google, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> a plastic or rubber bed that is filled with air and used when camping or floating on water. So, oh, like, it's water like those, beds. like, water, like, those floaty toys. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, I really liked it. It's, it made me smile, that description. It's yeah. It's very playful and light and... It's a funny way know. of thinking about the ocean. Yeah. Um, that was said by Cecilia Ahern who is a best-selling Irish novelist known for her works like P.S. I Love You, Where Rainbows End, and If You Could See Me Now. Born in Dublin, Ahern is now published in nearly 50 countries and has sold over 25 million copies of her novels novels worldwide, and two of her books have been adapted as major motion films. So pretty cool. That is pretty neat. We have an unexpected amount of um, anecdotes. We also have an unexpected amount of time for anecdotes. Yeah. So that's good. It's great. I'm excited. It's going to be wonderful. Would you like to start us off? Sure. Okay. Um, I was... It's funny. My process, when I write down anecdotes, I kind of just brain dump everything I think of. Oh, same. Because <laughs> I start off with some things that are like, eh, whatever. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, how how did I forget this? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the one I'm going to start off with is when f- almost every year until, like, I was nine or ten in like may we would go up to maine um and we would meet like my grandparents would be there as well and we went up every year um we went to Algonquin, maine where my dad used to go when he was a kid um and it was right on the ocean um and it's funny because my family doesn't have a very emotional connection to like oceans or like the beach or that kind of thing it we're more attached to like the lakes in Ontario mm-hmm. and that kind of thing um but it was still a very I would love to go back actually because it I really there I remember it very clearly certain things one the smell of the ocean very very good smell very very <laughs> it's, it's so like distinct. you can just breathe very well and it's like yes. it makes me feel like I'm about like I'm a pirate about to go on an adventure <laughs> like I feel very <laughs> it's very invigorating revivifying <laughs> um but it's also like there are certain things I just remember so clearly like we would always go to this one seafood restaurant same one um and like the smell of seafood and like ocean it was like it's something we our family doesn't do very often we're not huge seafood eaters but still like that was um that was one time where we would always do that another thing was going to um like there was this one trail it wasn't it was like a like a walking path along the ocean along the sea 
and just one seeing these huge black rocks with like the waves crashing on them i remember that really clearly like there's one spot where it was just like these massive like smoothed down black rocks that just and i just remember that very vividly and the other thing was we would always walk along that path and then we would go to this one store and get saltwater taffy (laughs) <laughs> and that's like what I remember of it but it's like a very that's probably the like most emotional connection I have with the sea um and I've really liked that I remember that very clearly and we would go for like two or three days and it was very nice that's really cool yeah what's your first anecdote um my first anecdote is similar to that when until I was about ooh, I don't know when we stopped actually probably the same thing until I was about nine or ten years old we would go up to Cape Cod every summer and there I don't remember much about that but there again there are like a couple of things that I remember really clearly one is the sweatshirts I think we like I don't know why that is but we I think we got some sweatshirts down there and they were always just like filled with sand yes and like Uh, you could like you know that that this was your beach sweater and there was no getting it clean no matter what you did the other thing was my brother and I would play a game which we thought we were so clever that we made up, but every person I've talked to that I've told, oh, we made up this cool game, they're like, yeah, but everyone plays that game. <laughs> and it was sandpapers where we would, there were sandpapers all along the beach and they would like run, when the um, waves like retracted, they would run up to grab all the oysters and stuff in the wet sand and then run away from the waves when they came back. And so my brother and I would do that. Especially when we were really, we were really little and we couldn't like yeah. run away as fast. It was the stakes were higher, like we had shorter <laughs> legs. So we'd play sandpapers and run as close as we could to the waves, and then run super quickly back away from the waves. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that too. Yeah, um, we had very. I remember so clearly our bathing suits and our rash guards. We had. I don't know why it was necessary for us to have rash guards, but I had like a really light blue one, and my brother had a red one. And I, there was also a sign that we stood by, and we were like, and my dad was always taking picture of us, pictures of us. We would make silly. It was just some of the like most carefree memories that yeah. I have of just like running around and being absolutely ridiculous on the beach. I we would make my dad into a mermaid. We'd like <laughs> pack sand on top of him. I made my brother into a mermaid. We got very serious about sandcastles. I would like bring buckets plastic buckets into the ocean and like pick up the wet sand because it was the best for compact like it was very very serious um we had a lot of goldfish i don't know why that's also a distinct memory like i can just taste like the sand mixed with the goldfish right like you crunch it and you're like yeah it's such a beach (laughs) thing like yeah you know it yeah and i also like i remember Especially when I got a little bit older, I remember reading all the time at the beach. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things to do because you could hear, like, the sound of the ocean as you were reading a book, and it was, that was, I, that was the best. We went to, um, my dad and I visited Spain last year, and we went um, to this little seaside village, and I brought my English book. And I was reading it, and then I got to English class, and I just couldn't get the sand out of it. <laughs> and oh, it was like no. a book I had borrowed. And so for the next person who's reading A Tale of Two Cities <laughs> in um, grade 10 select world lit, I, and if you get that book full of sand, hey, it's sand from Spain. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's but like I would crazy. open it, and every time there would kind of be a little shower of like sand falling, I was like, right. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Um, what is your next one? I kind of just had it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad and I went to Spain. Um, I had, like, never been there. It was very, very cool. Um, and we went... We were kind of, like, on the border. We were, like... I don't know... I think we were in Catalonia, slash, like, right in between Catalonia and Spain. Um, and we were on the beach. Like, we were in this little village um, on the beach. And it was very nice. There was... It was also very strange because there was a castle right there. Um, huh. <laughs> you know, like as just just as, as you, you do. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was just because I think it was intentionally like they had intentionally kind of chosen the spot next to an abandoned castle for like a tourist thing. Um, but it wasn't too touristy. It was like real. It was not really tourist season, and it was very cool. Um, and there's a lot of just re- reading on the beach and cool pictures. That's amazing. very cool. Um, but it was also very cold, so I did not go swimming in the ocean. My dad does go swimming in the ocean wherever he goes. Um, he either go wherever he travels, and he travels a lot for work. He either goes in the ocean or skiing, <laughs> and it does not matter the temperature. Like he went to Dubai. He didn't actually go skiing, but he went to the ski hill in the mall in Dubai. He went to somewhere freezing in, like, January, and he went swimming. That's just what he does. Um, but I'm, I have to say swimming in the ocean, I, like, when I was little, I used to have really bad, like, eczema. So, like, bad rashes on my arms, oh, yeah. and the salt water really hurt it. Mm. So I did not, I was never a huge fan of swimming in the ocean, and then I just remember hearing stories of people, like, stepping on sea urchins. And <laughs> so then I got scared of that for a little bit. So I've never been a, a huge ocean swimmer, but being on the beach near the ocean, maybe getting my feet wet, I love that. You do love that. So. Yes, I agree. Mind. What do you have next? Um, well, my next one is actually, I have a whole bunch of anecdotes about Antarctica, because that was a very ocean-centric trip. One was, when we're going, when you go down to Antarctica, in the space, in the space between, um, the tip of South America and Antarctica, there's a bit of ocean called the Drake's Passage, and anytime you're going down there, you either get the Drake Lake, or the Drake Shake, (laughs) and the Drake Shake is apparently awful, and the boat is, like, going all over the place, and you get all horribly seasick. We were very lucky we got the Drake Lake both times, but even still, the boat, like, there were certain times where the boat got really rocky, and we all got a little seasick, so I was glad that we didn't experience the Drake Shake. But also, can you imagine how cool that would be to be on, like, a boat and just, like, not being able to move because you're rocking around? Like, oh, it's, it's cool. Um... Another thing in Antarctica, I met two divers there, um, and I talked about this a lot in the travel episode, but their names were Caitlin and Erin, and every day they would go out on into the ocean and like put on these huge suits to keep them warm, even though they're, they said like, oh no, we're still freezing, but you know, it's... Oh, it's that sounds so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm just imagining having to dive into Antarctic seas and dive... Yeah, in, like, big suits, and they looked really, like, they were super bulky, and they had all this camera equipment, and and every day they did it to take videos for us, and then they would put them all together in, like, a little iMovie-type thing at dinner that night, and, like, we always gathered, all the passengers gathered in the lounge 
area for like dinner and we would all get there like we would we would after a day of exploring we would go home change shower shower change (laughs) and then (laughs) um make our way to the lounge where we would first have like a little presentation about here's what we did today here's what we're doing tomorrow and then have dinner and usually almost every day the two divers would have a little movie for us of here's what we did today we went into the ocean (laughs) you suckers you still had to stay on land um and they would do it was incredible sometimes I think sometimes they had um like animal sightings but most of the time or not most of the time but there was one day where they did ice diving so they just went to an iceberg and followed it down and it was so cool and there were like they took videos of there was like air bubbles coming out of the ice and they explained what that was and they like it was very cool because they had it planned really well and like the video was going and Erin was talking and as the bubbles came up and she would be like okay so these are these like bubbles that kind of oxygen whatever and it was so so cool and then every once in a while at the end they would like film each other wave and it was very 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 sweet and it was so cool, and that was incredibly inspiring. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to become a 20-year-old marine biologist and go to Antarctica and dive in the water, and it's going to be so cool. Um, so that was really, really inspiring that is for very me to neat. see, which was it, was, it was amazing. And then also in Antarctica, we did, we participated in the polar plunge, which Bronwyn is shivering right now talking about it. It was really fun. Um, we we everyone laughed at us because we they were like oh my god it's the flame family the family of four they're all gonna jump in together this is gonna be so great like we were the most famous on the boat and everyone wanted us to do the polar plunge and everyone was watching and they had like people on zodiacs taking pictures so they could capture our reactions as we got so funny it was crazy i just remember like i jumped in and i was like this isn't too bad. And then I felt pins and needles. And then I was like, get me out. <laughs> I need to get out. Oh, my God. Because we were just in bathing suits. Oh, just my normal, God. like, no The hypothermia risk. And, and no, it was two seconds in the water. <laughs> but my poor father had to stay in there for an extra, like, five seconds to wait for all of us to get out. And he was like, guys, go, hurry up. And it was, it was very... Um, like nice because the as we got out of the ladder there were crew members handing us blankets and hot chocolate and they were like go go warm up and then we ran to there was like a hot tub and it was full of it was crazy wow (laughs) so intense (laughs) such a wild experience but yeah we all held hands and jumped into the water it was ridiculous but it was that's a once in a lifetime experience yeah that's pretty cool i jumped into antarctica ice cold water yeah it was crazy um, what's your next one? So my next one, I, it's technically oceany, I think. <laughs> so for my birthday, um, my recently my sister got me something called an ecosphere, which I think is really cool. Um, basically, it's this little like globe, kind of thing. It's glass, completely sealed. You can't open it, and it is a completely self-sustaining environment. Um, and it is basically the way it works is the sun, uh, the, that there's a little algae in there and the algae gets its energy from the sun and produces carbon dioxide and it doesn't need oxygen 
I guess. No, maybe it, I don't think it really needs oxygen. I'm not really sure how algae works. Um, it produces carbon dioxide, which these microorganisms use to, you know, keep. I don't remember it exactly, but that keeps the microorganisms going. Then there are these three little shrimp, which I named Wani Weedy Weechi. Yeah. <laughs> and they all um, eat the little microorganisms and breathe out carbon dioxide. I said that the algae produced carbon dioxide. That's not how algae work. They don't. They use carbon dioxide. Um, I, wow, I really should know that. That's pretty straightforward. Like... Yeah, okay, um, the algae... I mean, to the fair, algae, I didn't catch it, so I'm Yeah, well, I'm I didn't to. catch that until just now, no. The algae produce oxygen, which the shrimp also use, and the shrimp produce carbon dioxide, which the algae use, and is just fully self-sustaining. All that it needs is light energy, which is very cool. Um, and also, just, I guess that's how... Coral work? Yeah, I think... I don't know. Coral are living... They are, they are are living organisms. I th- I'm pretty sure you're right. I think coral produces oxygen, which might be why so many organisms live there. But that is a guess. So they also probably produce, like, have certain nutrients and stuff. Which oh, I think sure. that algae does as well. Um, but yeah, it's really neat. And it is cool because it just shows the different types of ecosystems that I don't think people think about very often. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you don't even you don't need to do anything. You just it's just this little tiny globe with like little tiny plant and some little tiny dots, which are like the microorganisms and some shrimp. That's amazing. Yeah. What's your next anecdote? My next anecdote is snorkeling. Snorkeling is one of my absolute favorite things to do. I love it so much. Um, I've been lucky enough to go snorkeling in a couple of different places. My first memory of snorkeling was in Galapagos when I was that time when I was six years old so I was in first grade and uh, if you don't know what snorkeling is you have goggles and a little tube and you stay on the surface of the water so you can just look into the water but breathe through the tube so it feels like you're breathing underwater but you're not really um and it is my absolute favorite thing to do in the ocean I love it so much I would go snorkeling every day if I could we do it in our little lake in Canada it's so fun. I like fishing lures and cool rocks. <laughs> See, but that's also amazing. Like, I would totally, if I ever went to a lake, you you better believe I'm bringing snorkeling gear and going, like, it's just amazing. But the first memory I have of it was when I was six, and I had never done it before, and I thought it was so cool because I could see the Galapagos water is very clear, which I hadn't experienced because the my previous experience with oceans had been in Cape Cod, which isn't, it's a little murkier. Um, so I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I can see everything. This is amazing. And we were seeing a couple of fish and I was freaking out. My mom was like holding my hand. It was great. And then we saw a marine iguana and it came like right up to my face. And I started, I was, wasn't screaming out of fear. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, iguana, this is so cool. Um, so and my mom was like, you're fine, you're fine. And I was like, no, it's amazing. Like it's, it's an iguana. And that is Probably my clearest memory from that trip, just being so so excited about this marine iguana that was swimming right in front of me, and it was amazing. I was Um, wondering why when I said pelagic, you're like, oh my god, marine iguanas are pelagic animals. (laughs) (laughs) Marine iguanas have a special place in my heart. (laughs) Um, I think also that 
I remember that became like a pretty iconic part of the trip for the rest of the passengers if like a lot of them were pretty skeptical about having a six-year-old and a three-year-old which was me and my brother (laughs) on a ship with mostly older passengers at the time but they were like to see that excitement of like oh my god it's a marine iguana apparently made it worth it so love that um we also when I went to Galapagos the most recent time in 10th grade right before 10th grade um we also went snorkeling and I've talked about that too where we had like we would study the species of fish and then we got a little pad of paper that was waterproof. How does that we work? Could, like I have no idea. <laughs> was it like paper material? We had like real pencil but it was just waterproof paper and then we like we would um mark tally how many how many fish of each species we saw. That was so cool. My I um my aunt lended me, I couldn't figure out how to use the word lend for like solid 30 seconds there, um, her underwater camera, and I have a lot of videos. We got really up close to sea turtles, which was That's incredible. Cool. There was one called like some, it was, it was maybe a Mexican hog, hogfish or something like that, that had like a little bump on its head, mm. and I remember seeing a whole bunch of those. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. When we went to Baja, we got to see we got to snorkel again and we got to see a lot of sea lions that was really cool my mom had an experience where it came like right up to her face and it was amazing I it yeah it was I love snorkeling so much especially in these cool places it's the best it's my just one of my favorite things to do I love it (laughs) okay guys we hope you liked our oceanic adventures our thalassic adventures um we had fun. We talked about a lot of stuff. You know, Sophia, I wasn't going to bring this up, but a year ago, we were like, oh, what should we do for topics? Maybe not a year ago. Oh, and yeah. Sophia was like, and we I could do like... oceans. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'll have. I'm sorry that we had to wait so long. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered that we had brought up oceans before, and one of us thought it was, gonna, it was, it was a bad me. idea because we wouldn't have enough anecdotes. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but I'm glad we saved it to a point where it wasn't like our fourth episode where we were like, ah, it will be anecdotes. And now it's like, ha-ha, anecdotes now. Right? <laughs> hopefully, I didn't understand that, but I'm glad I'm we glad saved that we did it. Ocean. I'm sorry you didn't have as many I did this. I did. Or... I didn't realize how many I had, and I had quite a few. Yeah. That's a cool thing, the ocean. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, you can listen to our intro and outro music on your next visit to the beach. Uh, <laughs> our intro music is <laughs> blossoming inspiration. Nope. Oh shoot. Our intro music <laughs> is inspirational life. Yeah. Our outro music is that blossoming intro. Ins- oh, no. <laughs> blossoming inspiration. Amazing. You're doing so good. You can on the drive there if you're not driving and you're waiting in the car. Maybe you're like on Instagram. Check out our. Instagram at quotes dot and dot anecdotes. We try to post somewhat regularly when Which we, we don't. We, but we you will, know, we're gonna get there. If more people follow, then maybe we'll feel more pressure to post more regularly. We're gonna do a revamp. Yes, we will. Um, while you're there, check out the person who did our cover art. That's dino dot byte on Instagram. She's incredible. Um, um, email us quotes and intros at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. This was a fun one. Yeah. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And.
We should do ASMR. No. Psh. Psh. I'm trying to do waves. It's not working. Bye.